Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio on WGR Sports Radio 550. Zappi takes the snap, passes, tipped, and picked off! It's intercepted! It was tipped, and Oliver, who else, comes up with the INT. Back to pass, looking over the left side, picked off by Rasul Douglas to the 15, cuts it back, and is down at the 14-yard line. And it's picked off! Rasul Douglas at the 40, on his feet, to the 30, to the 25, down to the 15, 10, 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown. All right, so my man Josh Schmidt, behind the scenes here working on a Buffalo Football Monday, said, see if I can figure out the significance of the song playing underneath these highlights here, courtesy of the Buffalo Bills Radio Network, of course, right here. And which you can find on WGR Sports Radio 550 and Chris Brown on the call. Money. Um, am I guessing Rasul Douglas worth the money? Is that what is that what that is? Well, I, I, I guess so, but not really that. No. Ed Oliver? Nope. Every time mm, there was an interception money. yesterday or a turnover, the Bills played this in the stadium. And you could hear it on the game call oh, and, and on the TV. Oh, you're right. So I'm now sitting that there thinking about I, that's right. I keep hearing this song and I'm like Oh my God! This has to be part of like the theme for tomorrow. Like it, I, I never knew they did it for interceptions though. But yeah, it was just I, you know. Now that you say it, and I do hear the song. I don't think about it because we're obviously during the middle of the broadcast. And there's a lot right, going yeah. on. We're trying to you know we're we're talking to each other. I'm talking to a producer. Chris and Eric are talking. They're in my ear. But you're right. I do hear that a lot. Uh, that song uh, when they collect an interception or have a fumble recovery. They had several of those yesterday, and it really propelled the Bills to their 27-21 to 21 victory. And that's what we're going to talk about here on the very first Extra Point Show of 2024. Do you have any sound effects for Happy New Year? could throw those in today, too, every once in a while, because that's where we are today. Happy New Year. <coughs> where we are, when we are, I should say, is the start of 2024. It is the new year. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy Buffalo Bills Victory Football Monday. Got the sh- shirt on. Here we go. See it? I'm going to stand up right there. There's the camera. 
You got it. The camera. Yeah, that's right. You got me live on your Facebook page, the WGR Sports Radio 550 Facebook page, that is. Go to Facebook.com slash WGR 550. You can watch along here. And I am, of course, in the Duntire Studios, which really today is Studio Capaccio. So it's the same thing. It's Studio Capaccio, but it's the Duntire Studios. And you can see me here today on a Buffalo football victory Monday and on the Extra Point Show and a chance for you to chime in on what happened yesterday. Of course, the Extra Point Show every Monday and Buffalo Football Monday is presented by Catholic Health. Catholic Health, the right way to care by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at Northwest.com and by Speed Global. Around the corner or around the world, Speed delivers. All right, so Sal Capaccio here with you. And look, it's a holiday. I know a lot of you are off. Some of you are working like I am today, like we are here at WGR Sports Radio 550. Uh, great job, Jeremy, this morning, getting up and Adam and uh, after the new year and back on it at 6 a.m. You had a chance to give him a call, and I'm going to ask you to do the same today because the rules apply the same way they normally do, which is this is a reaction show. We get your reaction here on the program to what happened, what's going to happen, or I guess you know, now that we know, kind of looking ahead to Week 18. We'll get into all that today, but I need your phone calls because typically – After a win, you don't get as many calls, but then you have a holiday on top of it. A lot of you aren't working today. You're kind of bumping around. I get it. Maybe you made the New Year's resolution to go to the gym, throw in the phone call before you leave or when you get back, whatever that is. Maybe maybe you're doing something with the fam today. All good. I get it. Got a lot of bowl games on today. A lot going on. It is a holiday, but you can make some time here to get your takes in if you'd like at 803-0550, and I'll I'll make some time for you as well. Right now, open phone lines. You want to get in? You're going to get in. 803-0550 is the number to call. Of course, that's in the 716 area code here on the Extra Point Show on WGR. 27-21, the Bills beat the New England Patriots. They did not get all the help they needed, very little help, but they did get some yesterday to inch closer to a playoff spot. But when it's all said and done, the Bills are not in the playoffs yet. They have to either A, win their game against Miami, simple as that, you're in, and you win the division title, or B, have either the Pittsburgh Steelers lose to Baltimore on Saturday night, even though Baltimore's got everything wrapped up. We don't know what they're going to do as far as playing starters, not playing starters, how long that would be if they do it all. Or have the Jacksonville Jaguars lose Sunday at 1 o'clock to the Tennessee Titans, who have nothing to play for. But Jacksonville is still playing for their division. So those propositions are kind of dicey, to be quite honest with you. The Bills now have to win their game against the Miami Dolphins to not only win the division, but folks, to get the two seed, which is incredible to me after where this team was six and six not long ago, the ups and downs of this season, what we were talking about not too long ago, um, where this season could be headed and now have a chance to. I mean, isn't it kind of fitting, though, for this team? Isn't it kind of fitting for this season, the way it's gone to have it kind of all or nothing? This is a playoff game. That's what this is now. But it doesn't have to be a playoff game if the Ravens were to beat the Steelers on Saturday or the Titans were to beat the Jags on Sunday. It doesn't have to be a playoff game, but that's really what it is. And I'm going to assume it's going to be a playoff game. As I sit right here on a Monday Extra Point show, I'm going to assume that this game is a playoff game for the Bills. It's going to be winning in, losing out. That is a scary, dicey proposition. But the craziest part is, it's not just winning in, like get in seventh seed or sixth seed. It's you win, you are the number two seed in the AFC. You win the division, you're ahead of Miami. You're ahead of Kansas City. You're ahead of everybody except for the Baltimore Ravens, the number two seed. That's how much is on the line in this game. With that, a number two seed comes what? 
a home playoff game wildcard weekend. And then a win there, another home playoff game to get to the AFC Championship. It's just amazing to me that that is the wide swath of a scenario the Bills have created for themselves here, both in good and bad. Bad because, come on, this team won, you know, opening night, Monday night, horrible loss to the Jets, turnaround and different different result away. Won 12 men on the field away. Won Gabe Davis, Josh Allen, communication, miscommunication away or missed field goal by the Philadelphia Eagles away. Whatever it is, count it up. One thing here or there, one game, one Mac Jones drive away. And we're not here, folks. We're 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 talking playoffs and who they play in, and okay, they're going for the division title, and maybe even are sitting right there in the lead of the division title. That's the bad. The good is they were six and six. They've won four in a row. They're ten and six. They've done a great job to stay week by week. And apologies, but as Terrell Bernard said and other people in their process, taking it day by day, week by week, to get to this point. And now they're here. And they have a chance to do it. They have a chance to get back to kind of where, I guess, in a lot of ways, we thought they'd be going into the season. I mean, what's the what was the over-under? 10.5, 11.5 wins. It was right around 11, and they have a chance to get to 11 with a win. 11-6. and six. Not a bad season. Not as good as a lot of us had hoped for and people wanted. But winning a division and getting a two-seed is pretty damn good in the NFL. And the Ravens are sitting there looking great and looking pretty right now. But now you have an opportunity... Not only that's why the two seed would be even more important. You avoid the Ravens. You avoid them until the AFC championship and maybe someone else gets to knock them off. So that's why it's all it's super important. And of course, we have to let you know, we do know now, and I'm sure you know now, the Bills are playing Sunday night. They're playing Sunday night, Sunday night football against the Miami Dolphins. The game will be on NBC, but of course right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. And it's significant for the reason that they're playing on Sunday night and it's prime time. It's the last game what is it, number 272 game of the year for the NFL? It's the last game of the season for the National Football League. It's got everything on the line for the Bills. The Dolphins are already in the playoffs, but they're trying to win a division. And the Bills will know. They'll know their fate. We are going to go into that game knowing what the situation is and even who their opponent would be in either scenario or maybe even out if they lose. We'll know that. The one thing I don't like about Sunday night, well, a couple of things I don't like. Number one, it's a really long flight home, so I'm not going to walk back in until 3 o'clock, but 3 in the morning, but... I guess I always say first world problems, right? I mean, that's okay. I I only say that because it'd be nice to have a one o'clock game, digest what's happening, get home. But that's a late night. That's a late flight. That's walking in Monday morning. And boy, if it doesn't go well, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm sorry. And that's a even longer, miserable, like just, you know, time, three o'clock, you get home, you get up, got to go on the air and talk about it. Man, we are talking about a lot of different things. That's one reason I don't really love it, okay? I'd rather, I'd prefer like a 1 o'clock game in Miami, to be honest with you. It's not going to be too hot. But the other reason is, from a football standpoint, if the Bills do win and get the two seed, I mean, they could wind up playing, let's say, the Steelers, who would have a good jump on them for, you know, playing Saturday night, where the Bills play Sunday night, Saturday evening, afternoon, really, Sunday night. They could play the Jags, who would have a Sunday game. Like, the... Coming back that late, coming back that late, it's kind of basically like almost playing on a Monday where you just have one shorter day. So that, from a football standpoint, also does not help the Bills, obviously. So it's something I've been thinking about, but you got to get there first. All that stuff is things that 
you know, we could talk about going down the road. 803-0550, like I said, open phone lines right now if you want to get in. Got a few on hold, so we'll get to you in just a moment here on the Extra Point Show. We'll get to our electric play of the game, Extra Point from the sidelines. We'll do our injury update and our red zone stats as we always do here on the Extra Point Show on a Buffalo football Monday. In the meantime, yesterday's game, some concerns, right? I mean, concerns that we've seen already pop up that we had earlier in the year that are kind of coming back with the offense that continue to happen and some more encouragement from the defense and what they were able to do. Um, I know a lot of you are concerned about the offense and their performance yesterday, and I am too. But I always want to remind everybody, you know, you you can't every game. Let me say it. I say it a lot. Every game has its own DNA, right? That That's what it is. Every game is different. You can't. The Bills didn't play the Dolphins yesterday. They played the New England Patriots. They didn't play the Ravens yesterday. So when you say, well, if they play like that against the Dolphins, they'll lose. That may be true, but they didn't play the Dolphins. Every game is different. Every matchup is different. That's a good New England defense, even though they were without guys. And I even think they should have played better. There's no doubt. The Bills had issues yesterday. Not going to sugarcoat it. They absolutely should have played better on offense. They did not. Josh Allen was not very good. He didn't get much help from his wide receivers, his pass catchers, and they didn't protect very well. A lot of things went wrong on offense. Thank goodness the defense played the way they did. It's also a tough defense to go against because of the structure of that defense, how good they are against the run to force the Bills to ha- kind of have to get a- put them in some tough passing situations. And Bill Belichick and that defense, they do a nice job of figuring out ways to blitz you, disguise, do different things to kind of confuse you. They did it against the Bills earlier in their meeting earlier this year. They did it again on uh, yesterday. So those things all added up to an offense that struggled and was sluggish. We've also seen this offense not too long ago, folks, just a few weeks ago, look incredible against the Dallas Cowboys and look really good against the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously, in a different situation. They wind up losing that game. Um, not great against the Chiefs, but good enough. So it's there. We know it. Yesterday, not a great day for them. You got to get better on offense to beat the Miami Dolphins and all of their firepower, of course. But that's a game and that's a team where the Bills defense also is going to have to continue to take the ball away and do the kinds of things they've been doing. The defense played great yesterday. Uh, They had a couple of drives, obviously, where it didn't go their way. But man, how many times can you ask the defense to bail you out? And they did. And the offense could not take advantage. That was the biggest issue I had yesterday, even with the offense. Maybe not the biggest issue. One big issue was not converting. The Bills actually have a very good red zone um, offense. And we'll get to that in a little while in our red zone stats. But yesterday wasn't good. Yesterday they were two for five in the red zone. And you, you can't win games like that against teams. You can't let them hang around. The Bills let the Patriots hang around. It was kind of too eerily similar to their game up in Foxborough where they let them hang around and then the Patriots made a play at the end. The Patriots made a drive at the end. Bills had to close out the game with a drive of their own. They wound up doing that. Then at the end, Josh Allen gets a little bit of a stinger, comes out, so a little worry there. So we'll go through all of that. We'll look ahead to the uh, Dolphins and their injuries as well when we get to our injury update. So I know you have concerns, but also it is a victory Monday. And again, it's not it's not easy in the NFL. It's never easy. I, I try to point out all the time when the Bills are <coughs> excuse me, when the Bills um have a performance like they did yesterday. Like winning is all that matters and it's not predictive of how you're gonna play the next week, whether you win or lose or how you play. It's never predictive. You can have issues with how they play, but teams it's ebbs and flows of seasons. Injuries, matchups, everything matters. I mean, the Miami Dolphins scored 70. Then they come to Buffalo and score 20. The Miami Dolphins allowed 56 yesterday. 
Look at the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. And this team went to the Super Bowl last year. They beat the Bills. They scored 34. They, they're they looking, you know, they're, they're a little bit up and down. But yesterday, they lose at home to the Arizona Cardinals in the game they had to have. I mean, these are games. These are teams that this is what happens in the National Football League, right? So, again, I want to take that in consideration. You can't just – I know Joe Marino says this a lot when he comes on. He does the um, uh, Lockdown Bills podcast, and he comes on our station. And I agree with him, and I say this a lot. And I'm going to back up Joe, and I'm going to say it to you too. You can't just watch the Bills in your own little bubble and not understand relative to how the league works and think, oh my God, they're horrible at this or they're great at this. Yes, every week is different. There's 17 games, and they're going to get to week 17. You can't just watch the Bills every week and not understand how everything else in the rest of the league and compare and, I guess, um, you know, make it relative to, to, to that. You, you have to watch that. You have to understand. This is the league. This is the way it works. Not every game is going to be super clean. And for the Patriots, I'll just say this to wrap up and get to your phone calls. Patriots have played pretty decent lately. I mean, actually, going into this game, they'd won two of their last three. And I know that their offense was not good at all when they were scoring zero and seven and six points. But the last few weeks, their defense has played very well. They beat the Broncos. They beat the Steelers. They held the Chiefs a little bit. I guess, you know, they they, they gave them a fight there. Um, So it was a tough matchup. And I think the Bills should have played better. There's no doubt. There's some things they have to clean up. Josh Allen has to be better. None of that is untrue. It's absolutely true. But they still got the win, and they did what they had to do, and now they're in a position to get the number two seed. And the bottom line is how they played yesterday has zero, and I mean zero, to do with how they're going to play next week. It's a completely different game. 803-0550 is the number to call. Let's go to Ed and Clarence. Hi, Ed. You're on WGR. Good morning, Sal. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to talk about about Josh. I mean, it just doesn't seem like he's in the last couple games, at least. He's he's off. He's just not sharp. Receivers have to make great catches in order to catch the ball. I know they dropped a few. I know he he hit them, and they did drop it, but seems like he's there. And, and I'm just wondering, Sal, is it is it physical? Is there so, still something lingering, or is it just the mental game, it just doesn't seem like his head's in the game. What do you think? Well, I wouldn't go as far as his head's not in the game. I don't think any reason to believe his head's not in the game. Um, you know, but I don't think there's anything physical. There's nothing that we know of. He was on the injury report recently with a shoulder injury, but no. I Here, Ed, I, I think that, um, you know, Josh also, let, let's also say his receivers have to get open before they even drop it or have a chance to catch it. Um, I think that Josh has not played great lately, last two weeks. Um, you go back, I guess, the Cowboys game, you could say, I mean, let me look at his stats from that game. I think that they really ran the ball really well. They didn't need him to throw it. I don't know. I guess, Ed, I don't know. I, I, I'm the, the least of my concerns right now might be Josh Allen because I know he's Josh Allen. I know he's great. He might be going through a little funk. I don't think they protected great yesterday. I don't think the receivers are getting separation right now. And I do think Josh is a little off. I think he was more off in the Chargers game than he was in this game. I think this game was more of the entire offense being off. And I think the last game, the Chargers, was more Josh being off. So, I mean, if you're worried about him, I get it. I understand. I mean, I'm not. I'd still rather I'd still rather have Josh Allen than pretty much anybody else you know, in the league, I guess, um, quarterbacking this football team because that's those things are going to happen sometimes. It's the NFL. You can't play it in MVP uh, caliber style every single week. You know what I mean? Well, let's hope we see a playoff Josh next week. And yeah, the next few I weeks. agree with you. And, you know, and look, I mean, Josh has played well against the Dolphins. We know that. And he usually does a really good job against the Vic Fangio defense and their structure and their style. And the Dolphins are, Dolphins are dealing with injuries. I'm not, got, folks, I want to be clear here. 
I'm not dismissing or poo-pooing, right? Josh Allen's performance over the last two weeks. I do think that he has to play better. He knows that. He said it. But I'm not going to – I don't think there's anything wrong physically. I'm not going to say, as you put it, his head's not in the game or I don't know what the issue is. I think that this is football. This is what happens. The other team gets paid too. The other coaches get paid too. They're trying to find ways to disrupt the Bills' passing game. And right now, the Bills have issues in the passing game because the receivers can't get separation. And they've actually not protected as well as they have all year the last few weeks. And I think that is something. And one thing Josh does do a little too often is bail out in the pocket a little bit too early. I don't know if he did that necessarily yesterday. I thought he did it against the Chargers a little bit. Um, But he's got to play better for sure. I'm not worried about Josh, though. I I think despite what you've seen the last two weeks – I, I would think it's more probable Josh Allen could have four touchdown passes and 300 yards next week than it would for him to have 150 and two interceptions. Like, I, I still think that about Josh Allen, I guess. Let's go to Robert in Toronto. Hi, Robert. Hi there. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, bud. Um, I just wanted to say, um, well, Bills aren't, like, my favorite team per se, but I, I, I just – to listen to the NFL, I gotta tune on, turn you guys in, and keep me well informed. But nonetheless, but I just wanted to warn Bills Mafia. I think Josh Allen is just fine. Uh, punch down on your points there. You know, like yeah, maybe the timing might be off, but yes, uh, defenses are, are are meant to do that. Those sort of things. I, I think you guys have a nice little run uh, headed to the playoffs, and I just wanted to warn um, Bills Mafia. I think Josh Allen will will right the ship. And he squeezed out some whip. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. New England always plays you guys hard, so nothing to worry about there. I just uh, wishing Bills a good, good little uh, run for the playoffs, all, hopefully all the way to the end, and hopefully take care of 2 2 next week. You got it, Robert. Well, it's not a warning. I guess it's an encouragement, right, Robert, that uh, you think Josh Allen you know, will be fine. But no, I, I, I'm not worried about Josh Allen. I am concerned about the passing game overall, but that's the entire operation. That's timing, separation, you know, getting your number one receiver involved. It hasn't happened the last several weeks. You know, they, they've done a nice job at times and in stretches, including the last game they played Miami. But it hasn't been the cleanest overall this year. And yet here's the quarterback with 40 touchdowns overall, right? And, you know, t- <coughs> 27 passing He's still done a great job and still had two rushing yesterday. He's a he's a phenomenal football player. It's not going to be perfect every week. You'd like a better performance yesterday. He's got to play better against Miami, but I think it lends itself to him playing better against Miami, and he's going to have to do that. Michael down in Atlanta. Go ahead, Mike. 
Hey, Sal, first thing, I, I pray you and your family have a wonderful, blessed new year to come. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, look, I want to talk about the last couple of weeks and, and yesterday, too. Of course, the drop passes, you mentioned, you're, you know, your quarterback's struggling a little bit. Receivers have to catch the ball. What a difference that would have made if, you know, they hang on, hang on the ball almost third downs and in the red zone when Cook dropped that on third down and they had blockers in front of them probably get a touchdown instead of a field goal eventually on that drive. But, again, like you said, and I've been saying to my friends right along uh, since the Bills won, and, and after their struggles the last two weeks, none of it matters. What matters is what's going to happen next week. And as you so, you know, uh, accurately pointed out, a lot of teams are struggling. Dolphins struggled a little bit yesterday, actually struggled a lot. So, again, and none of that they matters. They had 56 either. points hung on them yesterday. I'd say that's a lot, yeah. Exactly, right. So, so they're struggling. They've got some serious injuries. And, again, none of that matters either, okay, because the Bills have to That's go right. into that game. They have to focus. They have to step up. Uh, and the other thing I do want to point out, even when we looked at these struggles last week and, and uh, you know, yesterday, when, the, when the, the offense needed the drive at the end of the San Diego game, or I'm sorry, Chargers game, uh, at the end of the Chargers game, at the, at the end of the game yesterday, they got that drive. Both times they did it. And, you know, they just, I think, have to start out next week with that kind of mentality. Uh, because, again, they, they have that capability. Uh, and as you, again, pointed out against the Cowboys. And the Cowboys looked like, oh, the top, the best team in football because they had, you know, trounced the, the Eagles the week before they came to Buffalo. And now, of course, the Ravens, they're the best team in football. Uh, it's, it's who's the best team on that day, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, that's right. And, that's and on that field. And on that field. Field exactly right. So, do the Bills have the player? Do they have, do the players? Do they have the talent? Do they have the grit and determination? As I pointed out when I lost to Philadelphia, and I said to you, I think I think this team has a real good chance to win out, and I still feel that way. I think they're going to put this, you know, all in perspective, and, and they're going to come out and, and play their next next uh, their best next week against the Dolphins. That's that's how I feel, Sal. All right, Michael, thank you very much. Happy New Year to you as well. And the Bills now on a four-game win streak coming out of the bye. Uh, they beat the Chiefs 20-17. to They come back, beat the Cowboys 31-10. to They go to L.A., win 24-22. And then yesterday, 27-21 over the New England Patriots. Four in a row, setting themselves up to have a chance here to win one game, to win the AFC East and be home for at least the first round of the playoffs, and then two rounds if you can win that one as well. Steve in Williamsville. Hi, Steve. Go ahead. You're on WGR. Good morning. Happy uh, Happy New Year. You too, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, I got three three quick things. I won't I won't keep you long. Uh, number one, uh, and I, nobody's talking about this. Everybody's kind of a lot of people are disappointed in the game being at eight o'clock or whatever it is on Sunday. Uh, last time we played in in uh, in Miami, I think it was last year, and I don't know what time the game was. It was it was an early game, either one or four. It was and, one o'clock. Uh, it, one o'clock, okay, and it was hot. And yep. the Dolphins always put the visiting team on the sunny side of the field. So the good news is if you're complaining about the 8 o'clock start or whatever it is on Sunday, uh, the sun's not going to be out. So, you know, the, the Bills had a lot of problems being dehydrated and everything else. So that's good news. Uh, the second thing is, you could comment on this. Uh, yesterday's game, uh, it was a series before, it was middle, I think maybe the beginning of the third quarter, end of the second. Uh, but we had uh, we're near midfield, and it was three uh, third down, one to go, 
and uh, threw a pass that was dropped or wasn't caught. Uh, the next series, they did the uh, the push with Josh, and I don't know if he's ever failed to make a first down when we've done that. Uh, but I, I was just curious, and, and maybe McDermott has something to do with uh, with Brady calling the plays. I'm you know giving him his opinion, but why didn't we why didn't we do the uh, the push on the third one when we're doing that? I was just when I was watching the game. I'm saying, which which series? I want to go back and because I I'm, I know there was a fourth down at their own thirty seven. They punted from, but which is that the one because. They went Murray up the middle on third and one, didn't get it. They punted. That was the start of the fourth quarter. Which series are you talking about, if I could ask? Do you it remember? Had be, it had to be in the third quarter then. Uh, okay. I don't know what series it was, but it was it was a series before they had the ball and then, and they did a push on one of the uh, third and one. And did they get it? No. No, they, they threw a pass and it was dropped. And it was third and one. I was just wondering... I just yeah, I, I'll try and find it. But Steve, I agree with you. I mean, like in those situations, it seems like it's unstoppable, right? And right, yeah, exactly. You should do that. No, I, I don't disagree with you on that. I, I look at if I can kind of divert to another series, which is similar to me to what yeah. you're saying. If you start the fourth quarter now, when you start the fourth quarter, the Bills in the first play of the fourth quarter had a third and one at their own 37. I would have liked to seen it there. Just third and one. You're up a couple scores. Just tr- put this game away. They they give it to Murray, who gets no yards. And then they punt the next play, and I thought they could have gone for it. It's an own 37. I get it. But that's two plays, a third and one and a fourth and one, that you either, A, had a chance to convert, or B, keep the ball in your hands maybe. And I didn't like that series and that play calling. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, last thing real yeah. quick is uh, uh, next week when Pittsburgh's playing Baltimore, uh, Baltimore's already got the number one seed, and there's a discussion on uh, what the uh, – what, what, what players are they going to play? But I, I'm just thinking they got to play their starters a little bit. And I'm just hoping they play them well enough to get a good lead against Pittsburgh and can seal the game up early because if they if they sit their starters for the whole game, uh, their starters aren't playing for three weeks. Because yep. they got the first I, round I, I don't disagree. And, and, I, and I, I think, like, to me, John Harbaugh is the kind of guy that would think that way, but we don't know until we know. I mean – Marlon Humphrey got hurt for them yesterday. They may be a little scared about injuries. They've had running back injuries this year, obviously. You don't know until we we hear from him. But I just I don't disagree with you, Steve. I think knowing them and John Harbaugh, maybe that's the way they'll play it, and that would be nice if they could at least put those starters out for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hey, thanks for taking yeah. my call. Have a super day. Thanks, Steve. Have a good new year. All right. We'll take a time out here. When we come back, we will take more of your phone calls. Uh, Steve, John, everybody else who's calling, stay on the line. We'll get to you here on a Buffalo football Monday. It's the Extra Point Show. It's a Buffalo Victory Monday here on WGR. Sal Capaccio along with you. Thanks for being aboard, and Happy New Year. Zappi takes the snap, passes, tipped, and picked off. It's intercepted. It was tipped, and Oliver, who else, comes up with the INT after it was tipped. Takes the snap, looking to his left, fires quickly, and it's picked off! Rasul Douglas at the 40, on his feet, to the 30, to the 25, down to the 15, 10, 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown! Rasul Douglas, the playmaker, does it again! Yeah, it was an electric play of the game right there, for sure. 
That is our electric play the game brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai. Check out their exciting exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. Rasul Douglas. You know what? I'll let Steve talk about him. He's on the line right now. Go ahead, Steve. You take it away about Rasul Douglas. Hey, happy new year, Sal. You too. Hey, so uh and also a happy new year to everyone at the trade deadline who said that uh being overpaid for for Douglas and that he was a <laughs> practice squad player. I mean, this guy has, has just been a perfect fit. His strength, what they add to the defense, I mean, what an acquisition. If we actually wind up, you know, beating Miami, going to the two seed, and then, you know, advancing as far as we can in the playoffs, I think folks can look back on that addition, especially when the defense, at a time in the season when that defense was depleted and kind of needing a little – um, uplift, if you will, bringing that guy in has just yeah. been incredible. An incredible acquisition, it really was. And, you know, it's all about circumstance and situation as well. And here he fit right in for what they wanted to do and the fact they needed another boundary corner. And, you know, for, for whatever reason, he did, the, the Packers were willing to move on and, you know, Packers fans were mad. But maybe he goes to another team and he doesn't make the impact he does here, right? I mean, maybe it's just a the style of defense, the what they want him to do, I'm not sure. I would say this, though, Steve, um, as far as trade acquisitions and deadline moves go, um, I, I this is the most impactful situation you can imagine The you know going back and thinking about this year. I mean, th- this guy coming in to mitigate the loss of Tredavious White the way he has is pretty incredible. And he's still under contract for next year. He'll be th- – I think he's 30 now. He'll be 31. I think that's right, but – He's still under contract for next year, but the level he plays and what he can do, I think he's a guy that you could even go about, you know, maybe approaching him, reworking the deal, extending him, and having him for a few more years and, you know, giving yourself a really nice situation with him as well. Yeah, and we got a fifth back with him, right? Well, they swapped fifths. They swapped uh, fifth and sixth, right? They they and then they gave up a third is what they did but yes they then they swapped a couple picks so really essentially they gave up a third round pick yeah what a what a great deal hey just one one more quick thing all this talk about allen and being a little bit off but i noticed the last couple of days a lot of key drops on what seemed like easy throws for our wide receivers and um you know at this point you could almost argue shakir is our most reliable guy on that depth chart right now he's he's had some great plays and some great key catches um, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what is there some sort of root issue there? Or, well, I think that Shakir has really grown, and be- he's becoming the kind of player they envisioned when they drafted him. And if you look back at this preseason, even me, I was one who said he had a very uneven preseason. I wonder. I didn't think they would ever like cut him. He's just too valuable as, an, as a as a pick in his second year. But I even wondered if he was going to make the roster, if they're going to look to deal him. He was a guy I thought that that could be because of their what it seemed like they had a lot of guys at wide receiver, and he was having such a really below average training camp in preseason. But now look at him now, and it just goes to show it takes time sometimes. It feels like now he's grown, he understands, and you know he's obviously very entrenched. And like you said, he's become a main target. Awesome. Yeah, hey, just a quick shout-out to all my other displaced mafia friends around the country. You know, I'm down here in Florida. I got uh, my friend BB over in Jacksonville, Josh out in Virginia. You going to the game Sunday night? So, so I honestly, I was just on Ticketmaster looking at the tickets, you know, and they're uh, pretty pricey. We went out there um, 
last year or the year before, and I'm hoping I'm hoping as that the trend goes, you know, where half the stadium builds mafia filling that thing up. So um, I'm still yeah. looking. Going. We'll see. Hey. Hey, Steve, before you go, my apologies. You were right. They did get a fifth-round pick. They didn't swap. I'm sorry. I think I was thinking of the trade last year with Naeem Hines, maybe. But either way, my apologies on that. Um, they got Rasul and a fifth for a third. Yep. Good. What, I you mean, got it, it buddy. Even, yeah, cool. Even better. You're right. Even better. Yeah, you're right about that. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, by the way, a couple things. That's getting connected with our fans right there with Steve. But there was another getting connected with, and I want to give you that because I thought it was a really interesting point made here. This is Q, 716Buffalo on Twitter. He says, Sal, I know the Ravens are going to want to be smart and not do a lot of stupid stuff, but they do hate the Steelers enough to not want them in the playoffs. Probably right. I mean, it is a division rival. It is a team you don't like very much. You'd love to spoil their season, right? I mean, think that that is also very true. So thank you very much for that tweet. You can always tweet me at Sal Sports. Thanks a lot for the phone call. And anytime we do that, we are getting connected with our fans. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Let's go to John in Philly. Hi, John. Hey, Sal. I appreciate it. I'm usually in Philly, but I'm uh, in Buffalo area this weekend, so I'm not um, displaced, as the last caller was saying. You got it. So, Yeah, Happy New Year to you. Stay up front. Thanks, buddy. Just want to say up front, really appreciate you. I had the chance to meet you for a second in Kansas City. Uh, I told you that, uh, Santa, we still believe. So um, so we're still moving forward. I appreciate you, and uh, you're one of my favorite guys on the radio I listen to, so thanks. I, th- um, I thank you for that. Thank you very much. Of course, Sal. But the point I wanted to make is I'm kind of like I'm not down on the Bills like like some people are with with what's going on. I'm just saying a win is a win. But I think what we can do better is we haven't done it really since the Jets game as much is doing um, setting up the run to set up the play action pass. I feel like like this last game, I'm sitting there in the stands. I'm a season ticket holder, so I come in every week. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, we're running, we're running. Okay, now we're going to pass. But everyone knows we're going to pass because Josh goes in the shotgun. I'm like, why aren't they setting up the play-action pass as much? I really think that's the key that's missing um, on the offense right now to get them moving is to do the run, do the run, and then don't put Josh in shotgun, do a play-action pass um, in order to get that moving because we have such great success on that. I'll hang up and listen yeah. to you, Sal. But like I said, I re- really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, John. Listen, John, um, there has been a lot of debate about this this year, and you're not the first person to bring it up, and you're not wrong. I mean, they're they're more effective in, when Josh is under center. They're more effective play action when Josh is under center. But it also takes away some of the element of some RPO stuff that they really like to do and how Josh wants to operate. And even going back to when Ken Dorsey was the offensive coordinator, I asked him about this, and he said Josh likes to be under, likes to be in the shotgun, and Joe Brady acknowledged that as well, and said that there's there's pros and cons to both. So you're not wrong, John. Like they are more effective that way. I'd like to see it more. And in fact, if you guys remember yesterday, the deep shot to Diggs where Josh had him and overthrew him was under center play action going deep, and it was there, right? But when you go under center and you go play action, quarterback has to kind of turn around, put his eyes down, then he's got to look up, he's got to see. When you're in shotgun. Okay, now you do have to get the ball, and that does take your eyes down a little bit, but you can also survey the field a little more. You can see everything better. Pre-snap, you see what's going on a little bit. You can put the ball in the belly. You can do the RPO. They like to do that stuff. It's a tough balance. So, again, John, I'm, I'm with you. I get it, but the, the challenge of Joe Brady is to make sure that you know they're doing everything that kind of works best, not only for the effectiveness what you want there, 
but to put themselves in a position where Josh is comfortable and can do the things he's stronger at and feels more comfortable doing. So it's a, it's a tough balance, no doubt about it. Thanks a lot for the phone call and the kind words, John. Let's go to Ed and Victor. Hi, Ed. Hey, Sal. How you doing, bud? Uh, I'm good. Thank you. We're huge fans. We're, we uh, listen to the Always Game Day in Buffalo uh, podcast all the time. I'm actually calling on her behalf. Uh, she's got a little bit of a gripe, if you will, because it seems like nobody is mentioning the fact that during the fourth quarter, it looked like uh, I think we were between the 30 and the 40 on the Patriots side. It was like third and one. Looked like they were going to run that Latavius Murray play again, and it looked like McDermott called a timeout, and I think it changed the play to the snowplow. We got the first down. Um, my point about it is I think it's a good example of how McDermott's in-game management has kind of quietly improved over the last couple games. I think he's been making better decisions, and he doesn't get a lot of credit for that. What do you think? Okay, what's your wife's name? Allison. Okay, Allison. Great thought by Allison, conveyed well by you. I have a friend named Mark who texted me the exact same thing in the last break. How about that? All right? Because that's how astute Allison is. And I found out how much of a Bills fan she was. I'm like, I am marrying this girl. Ah, I love it. Listen, so for you, for Mark, for Allison, I love it. I didn't think about it until you guys all brought it up to me here. So I went back and I, I thought about it and I looked. Let's remember, all right, sometimes what happens is you get a certain look and the Bills say, let's call timeout. We don't like the look of this play we're going to get. And that's not uncommon. The Bills have done that. And they've gone out there and whether, even on even on defense, right? We know that, you know, the defensive snapshot timeout McDermott likes to take sometimes. He likes to see what the offense yeah. is doing. And then he says, hey, I'm going to go and force you to get to your next best play. I think in this situation, I have to go back and remember the exact scenario. I'm trying to look at it up on the play-by-play. I think in this situation, it's, hey, we don't like the look they're giving us. We don't think this play is going to work. Let's call timeout. Let's reset. Let's come up with something new. They come out in the new formation. They come out with a new play. And that's that's good coaching. You're right. That's good coaching. I don't think it's necessarily unique, but it was a really nice opportunity to make sure that they did it right to get the play they wanted. Absolutely. And like I said, I think – I know McDermott has gotten a lot of flack in the past for people saying he's not good in game. And I think some of it's been deserved at times, but I think we also got to give credit where it's due. I think if you look back over the last several games, especially on this run we've been on, he has made really good decisions most of the time in game to kind of put them in you know the best position. Yeah, I'm looking right here, uh, third one. I'm going to take a look at that specific play and that specific sequence, but you're not the first person to notice it, and it was good game management, and you're right. That should be recognized as much as we talk about bad game management. Right, Ed? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Well, you and Allison have a great new year, and thanks for bringing that up. Thanks so much, man. Have a good one. All right, you got it. All right, real quick, we'll get to Jerry and Kenmore before we take a break and more phone calls. Go ahead, Jerry. Hey, good morning, Sal. Um, I have two quick questions. Morning, Happy New Year. And then I have uh, okay, and Happy New Year. Um, I, I still question his game management skills. Um, the, the using the snapshot timeout at half allowed New England to kneel on the ball after our punt, and it, it would have been nice to maybe get one more opportunity there. The second thing is, um, I don't know why you ever bring special teams into play on the opening kickoff when you know the other team's offense is horrendous horrendous give them the ball and let them make mistakes the last thing sale and i noticed it twice over the weekend new england did it and aiden hutchinson did it over the weekend defensive players celebrating plays while the ball is not on the ground 
for fumbles in games after sacks. Aiden Hutchinson did it Saturday night, and New England did it yesterday. They're busy celebrating, and the ball is on the ground. Keep playing, please. All right, Jerry. I like it. Like, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, yeah, I could go back and forth on that. I, I don't mind kicking it, opening kickoff. It's been pretty successful this year, generally pinning a team deep. I mean, remember, they did the same thing against the Jets, and it caused a fumble, Jerry. So, I mean, you can't have it both ways, right? You can't say, well, well don't do it there when you're going to accept the great things that happen if you did it another time. And the Jets' offense is putrid, and they said, we're going to pin you deep, and you're not going to go. That, that, that's execution to me. What I was surprised at, Jerry, was they went back to it the next kickoff. They score the Bills. They get you know, the, the, to get it within, what, 7-3, I guess. And they kick it off, and they go right back to, we're not going to kick it out of the end zone. I thought they would. On the second one, they didn't. And then they obviously made the tackle. So, all right, thanks for the phone call. We'll take a timeout. Sal Capaccio with you here on the Extra Point Show on a Buffalo Victory Football Monday here on WGR. Yeah, it is New Year. It's the first day of 2024. And that's why yesterday, on the sidelines, New Year's Eve, Billy Buffalo was wearing a tuxedo. Billy Buffalo was in a tuxedo. And he had a big hat on, big uh, New Year's Eve hat, pointed one. Kind of came up to me, kind of scared me a little bit, put it on my hat, my head, my bald head. But it was nice to see Billy dressed up and all of you celebrating New Year's Eve. With a big win against the Patriots. Now that is our extra point from the sidelines. It's brought to you by Catholic Health. Catholic Health, the right way to care. But we can't leave you with just that from the extra point from the sidelines. Right, although that was cool. You know something I was thinking about? Interviewed Micah Hyde on the field after the game. And could be his final home game. Could be Jordan Poyer's final home game. Could be other players' final home game. Now Jordan Poyer is under contract for another year. But we're talking about money and age and things like that. They could also have more home games. They could have two more. But it could have been a final home game for some of these players. So just interesting to think about some of these guys, where they've been, what they've done, and going forward. And let's hope that's not the case. Talk with Micah after the game on the field. Uh, it's great. Seeing the smile on his face, knowing that they have a chance to win the division from where they came from. You know, Big leader on the team. And great to see him back. He was dealing with an injury. We're going to get to our injury report when we come back after this timeout because it is a really, really important injury to talk about, not only for the Bills, but for the Miami Dolphins next week going into that game. They suffered significant injuries and are already dealing with some. So we'll talk all about that. We'll take a lot more of your phone calls. Keep them here on WGR. Uh, keep uh, keep hold on the phone lines on the Extra Point Show on WGR. I promise as soon as we come back, we'll get to you. We have open phone lines here. A couple waiting on hold. We'll do that. we got a lot more to get to here on a Buffalo Victory Football Monday on the Extra Point Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.